Universe. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Now, let me just tell you this. If you're looking for the fantastic gift for your mom or your dad or anything, or maybe your girlfriend or your spouse or that certain someone, I recommend The Gallery. Especially if you're moved into your first apartment or your first house. The Gallery is just a fantastic place to where you can actually have pictures hanging up in your house and get this they come from all over the world like for instance you actually have india you actually have japan you if you want like colorado you can go on ahead and get you something from colorado and let me just tell you this this company is based out of new york the gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world like i mentioned while we are all unable to travel this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's G-A-L-R-Y.com so your wall will never be boring again. And decorate that wall, move into that house, grab your uh, mom or dad or your spouse something from the gallery and I promise you that you will not be disappointed. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes and they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So, to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Hey, Mike. Hey, John. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. How was your week, Ben? Well, uh, it's busy. <laughs> Same here as well. Yeah, work, man. A lot of work. Most definitely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and introduce the show, and then from there we'll go ahead and do our episode. All right. Sounds good. All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for today's podcast. I actually have Mike with us today. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. And we're actually going to be doing our Talking Sopranos episode. This is actually episode one of what we're doing. Because I'm going to be calling this season one. And we're not going to go episode by episode. We're just going to go by season. So this would be like episode one of season of the whole entire season that we're doing. Right. Okay. So anyways, I just want to say I really enjoy The Sopranos. I remember actually whenever it came on TV. And just how much I was just glued into this whole entire atmosphere with Tony and the rest of the gang and everything. Because you're glued into this whole entire mob boss where he's going to a psychiatrist he's wondering why he's having panic attacks and everything this is something that has never been done before because the mob is so secretive about everything that they're doing so it's kind of different how he's using psychiatry as a way to actually progress in his whole entire thing with his family yeah so what's what what glued you into the show Oh man, just everything about it. I've I've always been into uh, like mafia style movies, and uh, I mean, this is the first show that I've ever watched that had anything to do with the mafia, you know. But uh, but yeah, I, I just I was glued immediately as soon as I watched it. I mean, I just I fell in love that with the characters, like uh, Tony, you know. Obviously, he he was fantastic, you know. 
Most definitely. It's just sad that James has been, has gone on now. He's passed away. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, this show is just fantastic. I love the opening scene where we first see Tony inside the psychiatrist's office. Oh, yeah. And the very first thing that he looks at is he looks at the naked woman inside the lobby, and then he goes inside. He doesn't know exactly what to do. He's kind of in a way, awkward, because he doesn't yeah. know how to actually start off. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. And I love how it actually starts off, because he's telling Melfi about his day, Dr. Melfi. And he goes, she's like, well, what happened? What, what did you do on the day? Oh, we had coffee. Talking <laughs> about this. Uh-huh. And the grin on his face when he said, we had coffee. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't uh, don't realize that this show is actually supposed to be a dark comedy in the beginning. R- yeah. Right. It was supposed to be a dark comedy. Not yeah. only that, but this was actually supposed to be a movie at one time, too. Yep. Yep. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from Michael uh, Imperoli, who plays Christopher, because him and the actor that plays Bobby, who is the actor's name is actually Steve... Sherpa. Yeah. And him and Bobby, him and Michael both have a uh, show on on the podcast called Talking Sopranos. Yeah, I I haven't listened to that yet, uh, but I've I've been wanting to. I'm I'm interested. I want to check it out for sure. I got to say, they do a really good job. They go episode by episode every Monday. Yeah. They're actually on season two right now. And they talk about what it was like for them to audition. They talk about the whole entire stress of auditioning for certain roles. It, it, it's really good behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. But uh, let's just talk about another thing too, though. We actually get introduced into Tony's world with this, with his family, with his regular family first, opposed to that, the other family, which right. is the mob family. Right. Which is totally different than what we got from Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because in Goodfellas, we actually have the kid starting off from whenever he was little all the way to adulthood and also just having his guys. Right. We don't actually see him with his actual family and seeing how he actually has to fit that in with his uh, mob family. And uh, speaking of Goodfellas, did you know that uh, Ray Liotta was actually, he? Uh, they proposed uh, Tony for him. Like, he was supposed to be Tony. Oh, wow. That would have been a total different thing. <laughs> that would have been weird, yeah. Also, uh, Silvio, was, uh, they wanted Silvio for that part as well. Uh, right. Steven Van Zandt, yeah, they, they wanted him for uh, Tony. But, yeah, I remember uh, Steve Sharupa and also Michael talking about that. Yeah. Where they, and matter of fact, you know, I'm glad that they didn't go that route. Yeah. I'm glad they, I'm glad you couldn't get a better Silvio than, than him. Right. And he I actually mean, looks Italian. <laughs> and the same thing with James Gandolfini. I mean, nobody could play that role like he did. You know, like that. He he was amazing. Like he was fantastic. Most definitely. And yeah. you know, yeah. I'm glad that they actually got uh, James to play him mm-hmm. because don't get me wrong, I love Ray, but you want someone that is going to outweigh all the other guys mm-hmm. that looks more threatening, right? And. Tony uses his body language in a lot of uh, the episodes where he can actually threaten somebody and you feel a sense of danger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. With Ray, I wouldn't feel that way if it was played by Ray or anything. Right, right. 
You know, yeah, don't get so, me wrong. I love him as an actor, yeah. but I just don't see that. James Gandolfini is a very physical actor for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he puts his whole body into it, you know? Most definitely. And I love the energy that he puts into the character. Uh, another thing too, that I want to mention is I love the scene with the ducks. Oh yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually pretty funny where he's actually attached to the ducks and everything. He doesn't have a clue why he's attached to the ducks or anything like that. Yeah. Until like, and we don't even know why he's attached to the ducks until like later on in this, in this episode. Right. Right. You know, but that's just goes to show you how well David Chase has actually wrote this. Um, oh, yeah. Very well thought out. You know, uh, the, the whole entire series, you know, most definitely. And the creativeness behind the show, if it wasn't for The Sopranos, we wouldn't have shows like Breaking Bad. We wouldn't have shows like Dexter. We wouldn't have sh- these long TV shows that feels like a movie, but really it's not. It's actually TV shows. Yeah, right. And it's very thought out. It's smart TV. I just can't. And you know what? I'm actually binging all the uh, ep- all the seasons, like I said before. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed the seasons. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I love how they actually try to juggle the two families and put and look at the stress level that Tony actually has to go under. Right. Because we're thinking mob boss, right? We're thinking, okay, he just gives the orders and then the family does what he they tell him to do. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the opposite of that, if you think about it, because he has to go through his captains and his captains actually have to do what he tells them to do or else they have to suffer certain consequences in order for that for them to do something. Right. But yeah. hmm. I, I love I love the growth in the characters, man. Like uh, like for uh, for instance, Chris, you know uh, Michael and, and Perioli's character. Uh, he uh, the growth with him, you know, through the seasons is phenomenal. You know, and, and not just him, but all of them. I mean, even like when you look at AJ and Meadow, I mean, their growth and the you know when it comes to you know acting, you know, just the the way they are is like. I mean, from the first season all the way to the last season, it's amazing, man, like how far they came, you know? Most definitely. There's definitely layers to their characters. Oh, for sure. And let's just talk about AJ and Meadow for a minute. Yeah. Too, because I do want to talk about the characters as well, not just the episode. Yeah. But from the very beginning, we see them as kids, and they pretty much we pretty much grew up with them for seven years. Right. They grew up with us. Uh-huh. And, you know, I... There's layers to these characters. Meadows is such a smart character, even though she's a wise ass at the very beginning of the season, but that's typical teenage stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, with adolescence. And then AJ starts getting a little bit of that in the second season mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, I love also, too, that. Let me ask you this. The priest, does he get under your skin a little bit in the first season? Absolutely, 100%. because I'm going to be honest with you I don't know if it's like an Italian thing or what but I remember my grandmother used to invite the priest over for lobster oh yeah and Father Anthony was his name (laughs) but (laughs) go figure right yeah right from Boston and everything but yeah she goes hey Father Anthony come on down to uh, come upstairs and everything we'll go on ahead and we'll fix you some lobster so that's what we winded up doing. We uh, So he would go on ahead and visit the family and everything else. Yeah. So, you know, that reminded me of that. But Father Phil is definitely one of those guys that are really, it's a moocher. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, and, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I, he definitely had a thing for Carmella. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you could just see it, even though he didn't act on it, you know, you, you could see it. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I know he's a priest and all, but if I was Tony, I'd have had to, uh, you know, kick his ass. <laughs> sure. Most definitely. I mean, and, yeah. you know, regardless of the fact that he's a priest, you can definitely tell there's lust in his eyes. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And how hip. And he's like, oh, I'm very concerned about Tony. No, you're concerned about what you can get out of Camilla, right. even though you don't, even though you know you can't sleep with her yeah. or anything like that. But there's that lust there. It's like, okay, I can't sleep with her, but I want to see what I can actually take from her. Yeah, and he was using all the women, you know? He was using yeah. all of them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know for food, uh, to watch movies, and, you know, it's like, God, man, I mean... Uh, you're using your whole priesthood thing for, uh, you know, come on, man. <laughs> for his own, yeah, for his own pleasure, for pretty much. Kicks. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, though. I mean, all of a sudden you see Jackie's watch on, on the priest, and like, what the hell is? What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and didn't uh, yeah, Carmella ended up throwing the ziti away. <laughs> she she threw the that. ziti away whenever yeah. she saw Rosalie yeah. over there. Uh, because because this is the best amount of God that I ever had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she threw the whole entire ZD thing away. But not only that, but she calls him out on his shit, though. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it, that, though. She and ends see, up saying, huh? That, she's another one, man. Carmella, uh, Edie Falco, she is amazing, man. Like, the, the whole cast, I mean, uh, they... Uh, I can't even, you know, I can't even stress how good they are. I mean, they're, they are amazing. And then, uh, Dr. Melfi, I can't think of her name, uh, to save my life right now. But, uh, she was actually, uh, supposed to be, uh, or they wanted her for Carmella. I, I don't know if that would have worked though. I mean, I mean, it would, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, everyone who was in their role, they were perfect for it. You know, that's, I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah, the woman who plays Melfi is Lorraine Bracco, I believe. Lorraine Bracco, that's right, that's right. That was uh, that was Karen on Goodfellas. Yep. And you know what's funny, though? Chris also, the uh, Michael also played on Goodfellas. Yeah, he was Spider. Yeah, he's the one who got shot in the foot. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what, that... Another thing that I thought that was good improv or good improvisation, improvisation was the fact that, you know, when he's in that diner, uh, not the diner, but the deli restaurant to pick up uh, some Italian pastries for the guys, uh, there's actually a part where he actually shoots the deli guy in the foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is yeah. definitely foreshadowing. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. But you remember Vito who comes in later on? I was going to say that. I was going to say that. He actually comes in, and but he's not played. He's not playing Vito at that point, you know, because he wasn't introduced yet. Right. Yeah. They, they just used him as an extra, which is yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, I guess yeah. they saw something. I, what I'm thinking is David Chase probably saw something in that actor and was like, hey, look, we're going to probably save you for later on. Yeah. And see, uh, I know we're not going to discuss Vito right now. <laughs> no. But. I, when we get into that, that that was some wild shit. What, what goes on with Vito? Huh? <laughs> that is some wild ass shit yeah. that went on with him. Goodness gracious! 
Because you don't expect that, especially out of the mob and everything. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but <laughs> another thing, too, is Tony's mother, though, is also uh, hell on wheels. And so is his Uncle Jim. Yeah, she actually she did so well that uh, they kept her around because she was actually supposed to die in the first season. They were going to kill her off in the first season. I don't know if you can right. definitely tell that yeah. you can definitely tell though at the end of that this season that's what they were going for. Yeah. Yep. And then they swapped it. So I'm glad that they actually did that because it did add a little bit of flavor to the Sopranos. Yeah. But see, like Tony, Tony and uh, and Livia, their their back and forth was amazing. You know, they, it was so good. And I, I mean, I keep saying that, you know, but it's just it's the truth. I mean, they're everybody. Uh, they were they were phenomenal. I mean, they were so good. You know, it was by far the best show, in my opinion, to ever be on TV. You know, and definitely, I don't see another show ever being that good. <laughs> no, definitely not. And not only that, but from what um, Michael Lamparoli and also the actor who plays Bobby said, and everything, they said that everybody felt like family on the set. Yeah. Which is unusual because it, do- it doesn't feel that way now on different sets that they actually go on. Because there will never be another set like The Sopranos. And I mean, uh, for instance, the way, uh, even the way Tony was, like, w- when he would eat. Uh, like, he ate it and it made it look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything he did, right. I mean, that <laughs> motherfucker can act. You know what I'm saying? Like, just everything about him. He was, he was Right, like. Like, even when he was eating ice cream, he was like, I need to get ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. For sure. Or the Italian food he was eating. I need to get me some cold cuts. I need to go on ahead and get me some of that. Got some gabagool. <laughs> some gabagool. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, this show is just fun. I really love the fact that David Chase also puts his daughter in this show, too. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I didn't know Which, that. Yeah, she's actually plays Meadows' friend, Hunter. Oh, yeah, I couldn't stand that little brat. Yeah, I, I didn't like her. I, it, she definitely did a good job of getting underneath your skin, yeah, though. Sure. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I remember watching it and just thinking that she was a bad influence for Meadow, you know? <laughs> right, even Tony even said the same thing, though, that he, she was definitely a bad influence on her daughter, yeah. Yeah. on his daughter. And also, too, Camilla talks about how hypocritical Tony is towards certain things, but she's hypocritical towards her own self as well because she goes, well, the difference between you and I, I'm go- you're going to hell whenever you die. Yeah, yeah. That, and really, she thinks really because... Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But let's look at it like this, though. And I'm going to... This is actually kind of rehashing what uh, Michael Imperoli and them said, but I have to agree with them. You have Camilla who's fully into this whole mob life, mm-hmm. and she's accept- accepting the blood money, and she's okay with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And everything. And she thinks because she's confessing to a priest that she's going to go to heaven. Right. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially a priest that's hitting on you the whole entire time. Yeah. That... <laughs> no shit. Drinking wine with you, watching movies while you're hustling. Right. <laughs> My favorite line that Tony says is, what were you doing? Playing Hang the Pope? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let, that, honestly, man, let's not forget, uh, which a lot of people don't even really look at it this way, but Tony is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Right. I mean, but even though we we all love Tony and we look up to Tony, we want to be like Tony, but 
he's he is a bad person. He's a criminal. He's a you know I mean, he's a manipulator. Yeah, he's a murderer. He's a a liar, mm-hmm. a cheater. He's he's a bad person. You know, and uh, that's but 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 for whatever reason, we root for him. <laughs> you know, we you know we we want him to come out on top and win. You know. Exactly, and it's like that roller coaster ride. It's the thrill of not of you wondering throughout all the seasons if this guy's going to get caught or what's going to happen to him. Right, right. That's why we tune in all every Sunday to find out. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and there's also another thing too that I really have to say that I, I liked about was um, Christopher. He wants to be noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And everything, and it's like he's getting outshadowed by all these other monsters, and he's depressed. He's like, "Well, what about me? I did this job for Tony, uh, with the with this one Jewish guy, I believe." Yeah. Remember when he had to kill him over at the uh, deli mart where oh, he yeah. works at? Uh huh. Yep. And he goes, "Not a single mention." And then I love the actor that plays Pussy. Yeah. In this show. Uh huh. The, my favorite part is when they're trying to throw that body into the dumpster and they can't even <laughs> get him over the dumpster. Yeah. And see, that's, it, it's little parts like that where you, you, where you notice that, okay, yeah, this is a type of dark comedy. That's, that's what they were going for, you know, uh, because exactly. it's, just, it's funny. Uh, you laugh at it, you know, even though it's a, it's a dead body that they're trying to throw in a dumpster, you're still laughing at it, you know? Right. Because it's not one of those little small dumpsters. It's like one of those, Huge uh, dumpsters that you would actually throw in for chemical waste, right. for waste management. Right. <laughs> and Pussy's like, look, we cut him up, we're done with him. He's gone, but he's not gone. They know, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. I love that little quote that he actually puts in the, that instances on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, it's very mob-like behavior. <laughs> and see, like, going back to uh, to Chris, like you were saying, he, like, he want, him wanting to move up and everything. There's a line that Tony says to him uh, where, like, he gets really serious with him and he says, uh, you know, you don't have to love me, but you will respect me. And, and the way he says it, it's like it's gut wrenching, man. It's like it, it really it's, uh, you know, it, it's like it's meaningful the way he says it. It's powerful. You know, it's very powerful. And uh, it's it's some real shit, man. Like when you see that part, it's like, damn, like, you know, you don't have to love me, but you, you will respect me. And the way he says it, it's very you know, it's it's a really straight good to scene. the point. Yeah, it's a very good scene, man. Very cool scene. Most definitely. Another thing too is I want to actually mention too. This show came out in 1999, yeah. and there's remember when Meadow goes, well, everybody's talking about sex at the dinner ta- at the table and everything. Mm-hmm. They talk about sex, yeah. and Tony goes, oh, in here it's 1957. That's right. <laughs> Out there it's 1999. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how we actually put that into perspective. Uh-huh. Because he goes, just because they're talking about it out there, it doesn't mean that we have to talk about it over here. That's right. Yeah. It's all about respecting your family and everything. Same thing. It goes in hand in hand on both ways. Chris needs to respect Chris, uh, uh, Tony, and Meadow needs to respect Tony and everything, too. It goes hand in hand on the kid side and the mafia side. Right. And then uh, another thing, going back to the whole dark comedy thing, when uh, I, I believe Carmelo was in there with the priest. And they were, you know, they're, they're watching a movie or whatever. And then Carmela hears something outside. So she goes and grabs a fucking AR-15, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And goes outside. Right. And Meadow sneaking in the, into the window, you know? Like, 
what what family does that? You know, what family just goes and grabs a fucking AR-15 out of the kitchen? You know, like, right? You know, that's, that's hilarious, man. That, that is funny. It is, and then the priest is also oh, Malone. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell, though, because yeah, really he was not even expecting that to even happen either. No. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, it caught him uh, by surprise for sure. <laughs> Uh, I guarantee you, if she put, pulled that on him and everything, he would have been done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would have had the Holy Ghost in him and left. <laughs> sure. But uh, what else did you want to touch on? Oh, man, the, uh, the food that they eat. Oh, my God. It, it, it always looks so good, you know? Uh, like baked ziti, for instance. That's one of my favorite dishes. And, and they have that on damn near every episode. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And there's even a – I remember having the – I remember the Soprano shirt. On HBO, it says, where's the effing ZD at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could actually buy that because that's actually a quote from AJ. Yeah, he says, no. He goes, yeah, because uh, cause, uh, <laughs> Liv was supposed to come over or whatever, and she didn't. And he was like, oh, so no fucking baked ZD? <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to buy that when we were in high school. I was actually going to get that shirt and wear it just to see what would happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely would have said but, something about it. I would have been like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I really have to say the humor in it works. Livia and Tony is probably one of the biggest chemistries that we have on there aside from Camilla. Right, right. Let's talk about Paulie, though. Oh, man. He's, uh, I, he's another one of my favorite characters, but every one of them are my favorite characters, man. I, you know, Mine, too. It, Every every season you have a certain character that you just fall in love with, you know. It's just that's the every episode, shit. Not every season, every episode you fall in love with a different character, you know. That's how that's how well played they are. That's how good they are, you know. Most definitely, that's actually how you know that you actually have a good, a well built season, Absolutely. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also too, uh, Christopher's friend. Tony does not like him at all, and neither does his uncle June. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Uh, I forgot. Brandon. 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 Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, he was a little scumbag. Mm-hmm. Right. He was a meth head and uh, something else. I think Tony said he was. He's a drug addict. He could definitely tell that he was slowing Chris down yeah. and distracting him from what he needed to do. Yeah. But it seemed like every single time that you turned around, he was always pissing on Uncle June. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Mikey whacked him the first season, huh? Yeah. The bad, yeah, the bad Mikey stuff. winds up. Because remember, Mikey uh, was actually uh, Uncle June's right-hand man. That's right, yeah. And he gave him the go-ahead to whack him. Yep. And that was actually part of the Meadowlands, I want to say, that episode. Yeah. Because they actually take um, Christopher out to the Meadowlands and everything, and they act like they're going to whack him, but instead, they don't. And he winds up pissing and shitting in his pants. Yeah. Yep. But the next day at the hospital makes me laugh. Chris thinks that uh, Tony is out there to whack him. Yeah. Because he sold meth to his daughter. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this 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 part makes me laugh every single time I hear it. But his girlfriend, Adriana, mm-hmm. picks him up at the hospital and he goes, Shit, Adriana, 
go get the car. I'm going to wait in here. She goes, why? Because Tony might end up whacking me. She goes, I don't see Tony anywhere. Maybe he's in the garbage can. Tony, are you in here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he picks up Meadow from school thinking that she ratted him out. He goes, Look, we can go ahead and get you a Happy Meal like we usually used to do. Would that make you feel better? <laughs> I'm like, dude, she's like 14 now. She don't even want Happy Meals. Man, it's such a good show. It really is. It is. But uh, but yeah, back to Paulie. Uh, man, Paulie Walnuts, man. He, he is. Uh, he's the real deal too, man. Like a, a lot of his uh, a lot of his lines, like were uh were uh not scripted like he he actually uh what do you call it Imp- he, improv yeah he improvised a lot of it because a lot of the shit was like real life stuff that he was basing it on right another thing too is now this is a little fun fact because i listened to the sopranos talking sopranos podcast but he doesn't want his hair messed up yeah like it has to be combed a certain way which he does yeah but if you mess that hair up, he cusses you out and chews you out for messing up his hair. Yeah. <laughs> he was always, always uh, what do you call OCD, you know, very OCD about shit. You know? Right. Yeah. But he was even like that on the Sopranos show, though, too. Yeah. He was like OCD, if you remember the part about the shoelaces oh, yeah. being on the floor. Yeah. And it was always good points, too. Like, he would say the shit. He was a little wacky about it. But then when you really think about it, you're like, yeah, yeah. He's right. I don't want my shoelaces touching the floor either. You know, you go in the bathroom and they get crusty because they're, you know, people piss on the floor, you know? Right. <laughs> like, and then you're touching it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you're touching the shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's, I'm like, he makes sense. <laughs> Even though he's a little fucking wacky, he makes sense. Right. <laughs> and Tony's like, go ahead, tie your shoe, get some gabazoo, and go ahead and hang yourself. Yeah. Bring <laughs> your shoelaces. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he said that. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that I uh, think that might be season three when he says that. I want to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm gonna have to once I start rewatching season two and everything. I'll know for sure. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> another thing too was, I like how AJ is trying to discover who his father is and what he does mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because. Even his own sister says, AJ, how many people do you know that works for the environmental services, lives in a house like this? Right. Mm-hmm. And everything. And even when, at that scene where she t- he's taking uh, her to college, whenever Tony's taking Meadow to college and everything, she even asked him, asked him, are you in the mob? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and then, you know, there's that. And she even notices his hands are all cut up because he fucking just whacked a guy. You know? <laughs> uh, on, a, on a trip that he took with his daughter, he, 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 he pulled the fucking job. <laughs> right. You know? And Christopher was going to go ahead and take care of it, but Tony goes, no, I'm going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I have to admire with him, though, because of the fact he's a mob boss. And usually other mob bosses don't want to get their hands dirty. Right. His work ethic was definitely up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, you know, at first you're wondering if this guy is really a rat or is this just some random person that Tony just happened to run into at, uh, during his 
uh, daughter's whole entire thing at the university. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, is he really a rat or is he not a rat? Does he just look like somebody that Tony knew that happened to be a rat? Mm-hmm. But then as you see the show progress, it's that he was actually a rat. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of rats, uh, on season, you know, during season one, they, they were thinking that it was Pussy that was ratting, but it was actually the guy Jimmy. And uh, remember, he uh, he had actually sent Paulie to go uh, basically interrogate Paul uh, uh, Pussy, and uh, he didn't know where Paulie was, so they were scared that he had fucking whacked Pussy. Remember that? Right. And, uh, that was a, a very intense scene, you know, when Paulie comes back and he's like, where's Pussy at, you know, and and he gets all in Paulie's face and shit, you know. That was that was a, a rough scene, you know. Yeah, he was about to punch Paulie. He was about to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And that just shows you how much of a brotherhood that Pussy and Tony had. Right. And everything together. Another funny thing, though, that I liked was, remember when, when they boosted the DVDs? The DVD player? Yeah. You can definitely tell this this show has has aged since yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely. But I liked it when Paulie takes off his shoe and he just starts hitting the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And then, uh, but like I said, with this whole entire thing with Paulie, uh, not where Tony wasn't sure about if he whacked him or not, you're wondering too. It's like, okay, we know that. Paulie gets batshit crazy, but is he crazy enough to actually whack somebody without Tony's permission? Yeah, and without... You know, without all getting the, all the facts. And without, yeah, exactly, all the facts, 100% for, uh, proof, you know, yeah. Right. And I love it how they whacked Jimmy, though, because it was actually a perfect setup. Yeah. They go up to the thing, into the hotel, and sees a prostitute, little feet, uh... Little feet, big tits. Who? Uh, I, I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, big delight or something. Yeah. I forgot how he actually phrases it. Yeah. And next thing you know, it they wind up whacking him inside the hotel. Yeah, and, and what was what was awesome about that scene was uh, when he he looks up and he sees uh, the reflection and he says, "Oh shit!" And then he pulled the trigger. That was badass. Right. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and they stick a rat in his mouth. Remember. Right, they stuck it right in his mouth as a gesture of what what it's like to be rat ratted right, out. Right. Mm-hmm. They also stuck a rat in his mouth too. Yeah. But another thing too is Chris does things at the wrong time. Oh yeah, that's, that's and he reacts that's a story of his life. <laughs> it's always the wrong time, whatever. Right. He acts on pure instinct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like on the same level as Sonny from God- The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On his emotions. Mm-hmm. And a person who acts on their emotions all the time and everything is going to be the one who winds up getting whacked. Absolutely. And is also the most dangerous person as well mm-hmm. because they're a loose cannon. Yep. But, you know, the part when Brandon winds up dying, when you see- when he sees him in the uh, tub... Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, he goes over to Tony and the bada bing. And he turns around and tells him, look, enough's enough of this shit. Junior has to go. Yeah. And he goes, it's time. It's like Scarface. We have to say hello to my little friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with the bazookas. Mm-hmm. And then Sylvia goes, always with the extremes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
with all fairness, though, Christopher and Brandon always gave Junior a hard time during the season because they were always robbing trucks from him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there was even one part where Christopher decided just to set out and let Brandon do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony goes, you didn't? Right. Yeah. And, uh, I like not to jump forward too much, but uh, at the end of the season when they uh, when they end up whacking Mikey for whacking Brandon, you know that was uh, that was cool because I didn't like Mikey, man. Mikey was a fucking pain in my ass, you know. <laughs> like I just didn't like him. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. He got under my skin big time, worse than what the priest did. Yeah, because he had that little snarky, fake smile that he always has. Yeah, like he thinks he's better than somebody. And it was, you know, it, it was funny, too, because they both ended up getting uh, poison ivy. <laughs> right. Polly and him, I think, did. Yeah, both him and, yeah, Polly and Chris. And Polly's like, fucking poison ivy. It, first, he was even mad because of the fact that he had to chase him down into the woods. Right. Mm-hmm. Then he was even more pissed off because of the fact that he, uh, he has poison ivy now. Right. So... Shooting him uh, was on Paulie's to-do list. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, this is this is going to be another fun one to uh, discuss whenever uh, whenever we get to this point. But when uh, when Paulie and Chris is chasing the uh, the Russian through the woods in the snow, that's one of my favorite fucking episodes, man. <laughs> oh, mine too. My, love, mine as well. I love that one, man. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'll definitely we got to save that one for that you know for that season or whatever. But, God, man, that we was definitely cool. will. <laughs> that was a good one, but uh, yeah, man, just uh, this first season. I mean, usually, you know, when you're watching a show, the first season's kind of, you know, it, it drags a little bit, and you're trying to figure out where it's going. But with this man, it just immediately after the first episode, I was hooked. You know, after the very first episode, you know. So I mean, it, it's just great show, man. The whole thing. Fantastic. Definitely. And also, too, I want to talk about how what Christopher actually robbed off the trucks. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that was actually pretty funny on some of the stuff that they actually robbed off the trucks. Mm-hmm. First, it was the suits. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Sylvia going, when I thought that I was out, they pulled me back pulled in. Me back in. <laughs> <laughs> And at first, you know, Tony's like, what the fuck did you do? I told you not to be doing this. And Sylvia goes, hey, Tony, would it be okay just to keep some of it? (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, what I don't see you two doing is moving all this other shit back over into the truck. Yeah. Yeah. So they got... (laughs) And then there was the army. Uh, whenever Tony was getting ready to be indicted and everything, they actually uh, found a whole entire World War II truck. Oh, yeah. History. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pussy's over there going, making fun of Patton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, this this episode was really good. Really well thought out. Oh, for sure. Um, 
Uh, you can get a bit. And then let's also, we talk, you know what? We actually forgot to talk about Artie. Artie Puko. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that poor bastard. His fr- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to talk about bad luck, man. God. Right? He has a nice restaurant. Tony wants him to go out of town. Of course, his wife is being stubborn and tells him, no, that's not going to happen. Right. And so Tony thinks that the only thing to do is to burn his restaurant down. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So... Oh, I mean, they could have. Do you think that they could have done something different? Do you think that I mean, Tony could have actually? In their in their world, no. That, no, that's exactly what they had to do. You know, in their world, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, Tony could have actually orchestrated a hit on somebody else uh, on that person before Uncle June got a chance to hit him. Yeah, yeah, he could have, but in, and, in the easiest way without you know causing now. Obviously, it would if if Artie was to actually find out, it would have caused a strain on their relationship, sure. But on you know the uh, the family, the mafia, you know, it, it would have caused a strain. It would have caused a problem if you know if if uh, if uh, Tony would have acted, you know, with you know on actually doing, you know, on actually hitting somebody, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And you know. Another thing too that they that I was thinking too was like it was better that Tony did it rather than Junior yeah. beat Junior to the punch. Yeah. Also, too, I love the camera angles at the very beginning when they're having the sit down. Yeah. Oh yeah. As well. Yeah, it was uh definitely it had like a, a Scorsese feel to it, you know. Most definitely, the even the soundtrack sounded like a Sorkesi uh, score. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And then <clears throat> another thing too is the Amish guys, the Jewish guys, that wanted Tony's help. Oh yeah. And and of course he's trying to ask for a favor from Tony because he wants his son-in-law to pay him pay him up. Yeah. And of course, Tony says, "Okay, I'll do it." And he gives him the percentage of what he wants. And of course, I think it was his son that says, "Look, we shouldn't be doing this. We're going to be dealing with a golem here. He's going to be a real problem. Mm-hmm. Things are going to go awry." He goes, "I'm talking here, son. I know what I'm doing." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the humor in that episode was funny, though, too. Especially whenever uh, he threatens to cut off the Amish guy's balls. Oh, yeah. Yep. The yeah, Jewish yeah. guy's balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the whole show, man, all the way from, you know, the first season all the way to the end, man, it had a lot of uh, a lot of comedy, man. That You know, I the because I've watched the, uh, the series, what, four times, maybe five times now. And, uh, I mean you pick up on things, you know, that you didn't realize, you know, because I didn't realize after the first time that I watched the whole thing all the way through, I never realized that it was supposed to be like a dark comedy. I had no idea, you know, but then when I watched it again, I was picking up on things and I was like, oh shit, that's really funny. You know? Right. Yeah. And you know what though? I also liked what he said to his son, AJ and his family. When they're sitting down to have dinner and it's lightning out, we see Polly, 
we see Silvio eating. Artie actually had to come up with something out of his ass to try and cook for them. Yeah. And what he says is, someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this that were good. Right. Right. I love that. It just shows you. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, he shows you the normal side, the normal side of Tony, the family side of Tony that right. the mobsters don't get to see. Right. Yep. And I you love, I, I mean, you know, I had mentioned food before and like, you know, the food and the, and the, all the episodes, but like, I love when, when he's barbecuing, you know, and, and you get to see that side of him, you know, where he's wearing shorts and, you know, <laughs> just, you know, hanging out in the backyard, smoking a cigar, you know, it's like, that's, you know, it, it makes him look more real, you know, like just a real, you know, he's just a, a regular guy, even though he's a mob guy that kills people and all this other shit, he's also a, a family man, you know, uh, and I love right. that, you know. But, you know, I definitely see that side as him as a family and, guy. And a, and a boss isn't supposed to wear shorts, by the way. <laughs> exactly. But this is what I'm thinking, like during the daytime and everything, he's a family man. Right. He puts on that smile. He shows that he's actually a family-oriented person. And then at night, he's a total different person. Right. That's right. Yep. You know, that's that's the layers that we get from him. Mm-hmm. And that's just perfect. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, all the passing out and shit every time he sees meat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm glad that they actually told us why he was passing out in in the second season. Yeah, I guess I should have said spoiler alert just in case somebody's listening and hasn't saw the uh, second season. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, you know, I, well, this would be a little yeah, foreshadowing for the next for the next episode that we do. Right. But, you know, I love the fact that they actually use psychiatry in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they break down a lot of shit, man. And, you know, it's very interesting. Especially with Tony's mom and the way she acts towards him and how much of a negative person she is in his life. Mm-hmm. Especially as a young kid. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of shit for him to go through. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, what about uh, his sister? Uh, what is her name? Janice? Yeah, she comes in yeah. on the second season. Second season, yeah. yeah she's, she's a, oh, God, she's another one. Oh my goodness. She's, She's a, a little wreck. conniver. She is a fucking wreck. <laughs> she is. And uh <laughs> what was his name? Ralphie. When does when does he come in? I think he comes in around the third season. Yeah, he or comes four, in around the third nah, around the third season. Third season? Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's because Ralphie's one of them. He's, he's that dude's a character, man. <laughs> he's about on the same level as all Polly Walnuts, I want to say. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit worse. A little more extreme, you know, like when he yeah. beats that uh, that that uh, stripper to death, you know. Right. That was that was brutal. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was. Brutal. We're gonna get into that when oh, yeah. we, <laughs> we're gonna get into that part. Yeah, for but sure. but you know, it's uh, another thing too is at the at the bottom being the bouncer. Yeah. Remember uh, the bouncer that's that's there. He actually passed away in real life, though. Oh now. No shit! No, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's he's no longer with us or anything like that. But I remember when he was having problems with the answer machine at the Bada Ding, yeah, with the voice recording, uh-huh. and it reminded of he Tony was so pissed off at his mother 
number one for trying to plan a hit on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and also Uncle June. He was mad at both of them. But the part that really got under his skin was his mother didn't understand what an answer machine was. So she thought it was actually a real person. So then you have the bouncer who's thinking that this is a real person and he's actually talking in the same context as his mother. Yeah. Then next thing you know it, he starts whacking him upside the head with the phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's poor <laughs> bastard. <laughs> he got the worst end of the stick. He between did. Tony and and, uh, and uh Bobby got a lot of shit, man. Bobby got a lot of shit from from Tony and everybody else. Bobby got shit on a lot, man. And Bobby he was did. actually out of all of them, Bobby was the a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just a genuine good guy. Right. He was the more tamed mon- mobster. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know, shit, he went he went damn near his whole mob career without whacking somebody until the very end. Right. Mm-hmm. And even Tony mentions that though. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, now is your time to actually get your hands dirty. Right. Shit, he was yeah, but one of the only made guys that you know didn't actually get his hands dirty. You know. But not only that, but Bobby also didn't take no shit from Tony either. Right. Yeah. There, there's you a know? scene. There's a scene that they get in a fight, and it yeah. looks it, it's it looks rough. You know what I'm saying? Like those two big <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what's the funny thing is though? That's mm. he, Bobby actually wore a fat suit. The actor who plays Bobby actually wore a fat suit and everything on the second season when he gets first introduced. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, because uh, they didn't want. They didn't want Tony to look fatter than him. Yeah, something like that. I was I was reading well, about that. Yeah, something like, something like that. Well, the way the story played out was the fact that, you know, in one of the, in one of the, in the script, Bobby, the actor who's playing Bobby, he said, wait, this joke does not make any sense. I'm just as big as Tony is. Yeah. And as James is. Yeah, this is not was- making any sense. It was the Weight Watchers uh, joke. It was like uh, before and way before. <laughs> right. And then there was also another joke in the first season, though, too. He goes, he called him a fat fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everything goes, geez, can you get out of the car even even slower, you fat fuck? Or something like that. To that extent. Right. Uh, I'm t- of course, I'm paraphrasing. Right, right, right. But, you know. But yeah, it, but it didn't make sense because, you know, they were both around the same size. So that's why they had to put the fat suit on. Yeah. Right. And the actor actually got to keep that fat suit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he actually got a chance to keep that. Yeah. But... He's, a, uh, he's actually a comedian. Uh, what is his name? Sharippa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sharippa. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian. He's pretty funny. I'm going to have to watch some of his stand-up stuff, you know? Yeah, he's got some good stuff. But, you know, this show is just great. Um, but Steve Sharippa is his name. Steve Sharapa, that's it. Yep. But like like he said, you know, the joke wouldn't have made sense if him and Tony were both the same size. Right. Right. So adding that fat suit on definitely helped. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And another funny part, though, that I liked is as Tony drives off, he calls him a fat fuck and then spits on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he did. I remember that part. So, like I said, Bobby doesn't take no shit from Tony or anything like that. No. 
Um, a matter of fact, you know, he respects Tony and everything and things like that. He doesn't really say one ill thing about Tony, but you can definitely tell there's some tension there throughout all the seasons of oh, yeah, all the shit taken. Sure. Definitely, definitely. And that's what uh, I, I don't. I, it's one of the later seasons for sure. Uh, but when they when they get in that fight when they're in that cabin, I mean that was it was like a lot of tension was was able to uh, be let loose. You know, like what you know it. it they needed it. They needed to fight. <laughs> they did. They they really did because through six years of Bobby taking shit mm-hmm. and everything, it, 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 shit needed to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and I, unfortunately, because it was towards the end of the you know the series, uh, Tony had lightened up on him a lot after that. You know, and it it kind of felt like if if that would have happened in the beginning. I don't know if it would have happened at the beginning. Maybe Tony probably would have whacked him. <laughs> right. So, also, know. too, also being right, but also too being with Tony's sister. Yeah, that that helped. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but also too, you know, Tony's always about always about showing masculinity. On yeah. you know, so he's always trying to bold up to uh, Bobby all the time. You know, and so for Bobby to stand his ground like that, Tony actually had to probably give him respect that he deserved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that uh, the the whole I mean, uh, like I'm I'm gonna say it again, the whole entire freaking series. If 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 somebody's listening to this that's never watched the series, I mean, I, I highly recommend to watch it. It's it's fantastic. Most definitely, and. I just want to say this too. We didn't go through episode by episode. There's a lot of meat to actually digest. There's a lot of food that you can actually eat and everything. Fulfillment of this show. Because we didn't go into it in great detail. We just showed you a couple of our favorite scenes. We went into a little bit of spoiler territory on certain things here and there. But there's a lot more stuff that you need to actually digest to get the full fullness of the show. It's 12 episodes long, 12 hours of a great and awesome show for season one. Yep. Yep. And there's so much more to it. (laughs) You know, so much more. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, you know what, this is why I just want to do, like, if I'm going to introduce somebody to a show for the very first time and everything, I don't want to go episode by episode. I just want to go by season yeah. so that way we can talk about our favorite scenes. That's and right. then if they liked it enough, they'll go on ahead and check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know what? We might actually try doing this for Sons of Anarchy as well oh, later on be, in the yeah, future. That, that's another one. That's another fantastic show. Very well written for sure. Definitely. So we'll definitely give that a shot. Absolutely. So is there any final thoughts that you wanted to talk about with this show or are you good? No, I think I'm good, man. I think we, we touched on pretty much everything I wanted to touch on on uh, season one, but uh, it, it gets, I mean, the, that first season was amazing, but it only gets better, man. So like, uh, you know, the next podcast that we, that we do on uh, season two, it's, it's just going to keep getting better, man. It's, you know, every season, you know, every season was great. Fantastic. Definitely. You know, there so. is one thing, right. There's one thing I want to mention though, is this mm-hmm. is the only show during that time where there was actually music playing at the final scene. Yeah. 
on each episode, there was music playing at the final scene of it, of an ending of an episode. Yes. Yep. We we never had that before in a TV series. Right. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So that's going to be it for the show and everything. I just want to say thank you for wanting to do the show with me and everything. I do appreciate you being on. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. You're more than welcome. And guys, I just want to say one more thing before I actually sign off. If you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but there's actually a thing called buymeacoffee.com. And what you do is you can go ahead and donate towards the show. If $5, whatever you can spare or whatever, if you want to. And that actually pays for the equipment. That pays for different things. That, as a matter of fact, I might want to do some giveaways later on for digital codes. So if you guys want to donate to buymeacoffee.com, go ahead. I might even change it up to buy me a pizza pizza and everything too because you can actually change that function as well. So go ahead. Go on and check out buymeacoffee.com. And always until next time, bye-bye.